Hello and welcome to Kids Get Acquainted with the Internet at Girl Meets World podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Nan. And I'm Jeremy. And today we're discussing Season 2, Episode 21 of Girl Meets World, entitled Girl Meets Texas Part 2. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Visit audibletrial.com slash gmwpodcast for your free audiobook download. Okay, great. So if you're, uh, you know, just coming in, you hadn't seen part one of our podcast, I just want to throw out that Keith and Caitlin unfortunately couldn't make it this weekend for any of the Texas stuff due to a personal emergency. I'm hoping they'll be able to be back next week or potentially the week after to do a big mail time thing, looking back at all of Texas, and they can throw in their opinions then. But in the meantime, why don't you guys introduce yourselves? I'm really glad to have you guys on. Okay, great. I'm Nan. On Twitter, I'm Nan from Florida, and um, I've really enjoyed listening to the podcast. I wrote a guest blog a couple of months ago for gmwpodcast.com um, entitled There's Only One Corey in Topanga. And then more recently, I co-did a blog with Gemma, Backstreet Gem, for World Mental Health Day because I'm a licensed mental health counselor in real life. So she asked me some questions about things that people associated with Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World had revealed that they had dealt with. So I sort of answered some questions to get the information out there it was great cool and i'm jeremy and i've i've probably written in something every week for the podcast just my general ideas of the episodes and you know i, I just have so many ideas i can't keep them in <laughs> um but uh you know i i uh, thoroughly enjoy girl meets world i of course grew up watching boy meets world on disney but you know still sort of in there and so girl meets world's been great i enjoy connecting with the community and that's why i'm here <laughs> and don't forget that you were also on the i am farkle podcast yes <laughs> yes i was i was lucky enough to be asked to be on the i am farkle podcast and uh i hope that i do better than i did before oh you did great last you time. did great jeremy stop it <laughs> a lot of a lot of positive feedback for that one Alright, so I'm um, just going to say we're doing sort of a mini episode again, like, like yesterday, um, just trying to basically grade and go over a couple of the small points, but keep it under probably around a half hour. So I'm just, we're going to get into my grading, um, and we're going to go one by one going through our grades. Um, I had a hard time with this grading because my first impression is just to give it an A. Um, but I'm kind of always hesitant to go all A because I feel like the more I talk about it with people, the more I think about it, I'm going to realize more of the negatives and things like that. But I'm just going to stick with my initial impression and give it an A. I, I really, really liked this episode. Um, I thought the pacing was really, really great this week. That I liked how long the scenes were. We weren't cutting away to do other crazy little side things. Each character really got their moments. You know, even Farkle, Zay had his own little side plot. Um, and then obviously, the, you know, the core three people are just did a really, really great job. Um, loved all their moments. Really funny stuff. The acting, especially from Rowan, Sabrina, and Peyton, was like off the charts for me. Really brought me into the episode. I loved the sets this week, which is obviously not something I usually say about this show. Um, I think that the front porch set specifically was like probably the best set they've ever done. I really loved the depth there. It really felt homey, and I loved that the final thing at, was at the campfire, uh, and that all that really helped me be drawn into this sort of more dramatic scene and uh just very relatable to me really enjoyable i really don't have a whole lot of complaints so what do you guys think um i am not really 
sure about my grade because yeah. I've never really done the whole grading thing before. Yeah. Um, they like to make fun of me because I say I love every episode. Um, and I love this one, surprise. <laughs> but I think that these Texas episodes so far are in kind of a different league. Like, I don't think you could compare Texas 2 with Girl Meets Fish, which yeah. I also love. <laughs> so that in mind, I really want to give it an A because I feel like they're being beautifully done. But I hate cliffhangers so much. <laughs> and I have all this unresolved um, you know, questions and mm. tension and stuff. So I'm giving it an A minus mm. for now with bonus points that will push it to an A to be earned if Texas 3 can help resolve some of those questions I still have. Cool. And I'm going to also give it an A minus. Um, there was a lot I loved about this episode. I loved just that they tried something different. They, you know, they kind of cracked the formula mm-hmm. a bit. And uh, I really think that whether that had been well done or not, that that deserves credit, just that they were going to try something else. And But I do think it was well done. I think the one thing that's kind of weird for me is like, okay, we have the all the kids and then Pappy Joe, who mm-hmm. like – Three of them had never met until like right then and there. And then the next scene, they're all like traveling across the country. Yeah. You know, with them. That was a little, a little weird, but you know, I I realized that I'm overthinking it in those regards. But uh, I really liked that. I feel like now the five principal characters, that'd be the four, four, and Zay, uh, I feel like they all had their moments like dan said they belonged there um it's a little weird the the loyalty things with riley and maya but we'll get to that Mm. but but uh all that being considered this is going so far much better than even i would have thought it would and Mm. so i'm gonna give it an a minus great yeah i mean they're going in full love triangle territory and that's such dangerous waters (sighs) for so many shows I, I think they've handled it very admirably so far. We'll see how it goes and how long they drag it out or whatever and how it resolves itself. But I've I don't want it to be happy. resolved. If it's resolved Sunday night's mm. episode, I'm going to be like very furious. <laughs> I, I will, I will, I will unhand uh, Ryder Strong from y'all's basement, <laughs> and uh, he's going to have to go and redo everything. <laughs> Well, and I'm the opposite. I'm really hoping for it to get resolved, <laughs> like desperately, because I'm really, really tired of the love triangle. And I've tried to deny that there was one, but I can't really do that anymore. Well, I get, so. I get that. I just feel like as as much as it's been kind of bandied about, you know, I, I feel like resolving it by Friday, you know, by Sunday, I mean, uh, since they decided to go the route of, which I'm glad, you know, the three-day weekend event. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, Disney. Because that, that, could, that could have been torture over really three bad. weeks. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, uh, but I think resolving it that quickly is a little bit um, questionable yeah. to me. Yeah. So, Nan, it's interesting because I, I see where you're coming from wanting to have it resolved quickly. But to me, that's, like, mostly coming from how the audience has reacted and, and like things outside of the episodes, right? Because, yes. because as far as the episodes go, I think if it got resolved next episode, that would be weird. Like, no, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I, and I, don't, I don't mean resolved as in, you know, dismissed completely. Yeah, I guess yeah. I'm just sort of desperate for anything that MJ at all can do to put an end to these ship wars. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so we'll get back to sort of, you know, part three at the end of this, but I'm going to have us get into Zay and sort of his side plot here. And what did you guys think about Zay? This is kind of his first sort of story. Um, did you guys like it? I loved it. I thought he and Maya were so cute together. Mm. Um, I love the Earl versus Hank. What's his middle name? Yeah. I love, <laughs> you know, I, I thought it was good interaction with Farkle as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, on the porch when Farkle said, well, I understand it. Yeah. Um, I just thought he, he was more natural with the yeah. core four than he had been in the past. Yeah. I mean, as far as Zay and what he means to the show, apart from the, core four i'm more sold on that now mm. like i said i'm just a little confused on how they all got to be such good friends we yeah. just never really saw that but yeah. i'm i'm willing to accept that things as with every show they happen off screen and yeah you know, i'm willing to accept that and so i really think that zay for me now they need to be keeping him if they're going to consider season three so mm. uh i'm i'm for him yeah, I guess this is kind of a continuing, my, my feelings are kind of a continuing of what I've been saying for the past bunch of episodes with Zay, which is, this is my favorite episode for him, but at the same time, and I really think that he works great, and I love that he got his own thing, and that he, I thought he was really funny, and his interactions with Maya and with uh, Riley, I thought were both great, uh, I loved like the honey nugget and the cotton candy face, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Really funny. At the same time, and again, this might be because of the reordering of the episodes. So in some ways, I have to cut them a little slack. But like, it just feels weird to me. Like, sort of like Jeremy was saying, that they care about him and like him this much, and I don't really know why. And like, I had never really seen Riley interact with him at all. So then when she says to Vanessa, like he's one of the good ones or whatever she says, like that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me yet but but maybe it will when we see episodes that were filmed before mm -hmm. this well and, and they did imply that there was some you know time with the girls and zay off camera when he told them the story of the sheet yeah so yeah. we know that they have had some interactions independent of yeah. lucas and farkle that we just haven't seen yeah and i was also really glad that they that vanessa was intelligent enough to realize that they weren't actually his girlfriend <laughs> that that the, that that the what? Was, <laughs> that there was that step of her saying that like <laughs> that it was because they he had like good friends instead of because I was nervous that there was going to be a message of he was like harassing her in the past and she didn't want it and then when she saw that other girls liked him she got jealous and came, and I was like really nervous that was where they were going and they they sidestepped that nicely so <laughs> I was glad about that. But, yeah, you know, I would, I I would have worried that, if she uh, had believed it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I noticed um, Michael Jacobs. Now, I didn't I saw in the, the part one that he wrote uh, the part of it, but I didn't I don't know if that continued for part two and part three. I didn't uh, check the credits mm -hmm. for part two, but uh, I noticed that he wrote, um, you know, I guess half of part one with uh, Matthew Nelson. Nelson can't even talk today. Sorry, <laughs> Nelson. I can't. You know, anyway, um, but uh, I don't know if that makes a difference with the way that some of these characters are are coming through. I, do you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know, because he he is the the head creator of the show. Yeah, but he usually knows the, the characters. Other, yeah, so well. but the other yeah. people write it. But I don't know. To me, whenever I see an episode that he wrote, whether it's good or bad, I trust the feeling I get mm. more from those because that's what, you the, know, any the of core us, direction we, of the show is trying to aim for. So. Right. I yeah. mean, if any of us had something that we we you know loaned out to someone else to do, we may not we may be happy and we may not be happy with mm. results. But I really think that this episodes like this are much better than maybe like the pilot. 
because mm-hmm. now we kind of know where things are going. Yeah. <laughs> I think that um, Michael Jacobs and Matt Nelson, I think they wrote all three episodes because oh, yeah. I noticed that on episode one and episode two. And then I remember seeing a script for Texas three through mm-hmm. my social media ways. Um, <laughs> and Ben is directing Texas three. I can't oh, remember okay. who directed Texas two. Mm. Um, uh, Ryder strong and Shiloh. Oh, I thought, okay. I, I thought, know, so. I, knew they did I, thought one. so. I knew they did. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think they wrote all three together. Yeah. All right. So sort of switching gears. I, I have a list of like moments that I thought were really funny here, but if you have anything else you want to throw in, you know, go ahead. I'm just going to start off with Riley on the porch. I guess, like, almost everything <laughs> she said was amazing. <laughs> like, her especially... Yeah, that whole thing... First of all, Rowan's amazing at doing that kind of thing. Really, really funny. That whole, you know, high, you know, all that stuff. The punk thing, I like the repeated thing of her punking people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Lucas's indignation that he, like, can I punch back? And no, I can't. I would uh, like to say that part of the writer's Q&A, someone asked for an upcoming Rukas quote, mm-hmm. and they said Poom, so all of the Twitter <laughs> followers finally got to hear when the infamous Poom was going to be, which was nice. satisfying for those of us waiting for Poom. Um, and I loved um, Riley's, uh, whatever the hahi or whatever it is, but specifically... More than like her doing that was Maya's very like downtrodden, quiet thing of you don't even do it right. I thought was really funny. <laughs> um, you any other moments you guys really enjoyed? Uh, well, there was I, a I lot, really obviously. <laughs> yeah. thing, but that comes a little bit later. The but, Farkle uh, thing. Yeah, the the Farkle little story there. I don't know. I just I, I related to someone that's a, a barbecue enthusiast. Yeah. <laughs> Because I love, I love how he's all, oh, but that's unhealthy for you. You know, very, this very yeah. almost typical, like, what you might expect from someone that's just not used to that food. But then once you eat it, it's like, oh, I'm never going back. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you want ribs so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, speaking of that, I love Farkle and Pappy Joe. Um, yeah. How my favorite line was, uh, you know I'm a New York intellectual and you don't want to be a cliche. And then he asked Lucas to grab his shotgun. And then when they left and he said homebre, I yeah. just I thought that was hilarious because I felt like it was kind of tongue in cheek that, you know, these Northeast intellectuals are writing Texas and it kind mm. of felt meta. I yeah, don't know. <laughs> I, yeah I, 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 not, I didn't really think about that when I was watching it, but you're right. I mean, those are the people that are writing the show. So yeah. it is sort of, and, and that was, it sort of addressed a concern I had because, you know, uh, especially in, in a Disney comedy, there's, uh, you over, you know, it, uh, there's a tendency to oversimplify certain facts like, okay, yeah. Lucas is from Texas. He's this, he's that. But, you know, I wasn't as bothered by the, the mm. rodeo thing being in Austin as I thought I would be. I do, I guess, so I, the, other, the other really big meta line to me was in last episode where they said the thing about cultural reductionism or whatever, and, you know, as far as Pappy Joe is like, all I'm, all I'm left with is cultural reductionism, but, <laughs> but uh, I, I, the, I think the only thing that I really would have liked is if they just went a little bit more into Austin is actually a city, <laughs> like, I mean, like, yeah. the fact that they had that scene at the, like, you know, the, with the dancing and the music, that helped. But um, it was, yeah, especially just in part one, I thought was more of an issue. Part two, I think they mostly did very well. The, and, and the good scene thing about that at, is... yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the name of the restaurant was Chubby's, which oh, I Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Boy meets oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the good thing about them setting, you know, in, in Austin is that, like, Austin itself is obviously a city, you know, city, but this is Texas. There's, mm. there's 
land everywhere you know it's it's possible to be like in the outskirts of austin and mm. still not be entirely out of the realm of possibility that there might be a ranch there or yeah. whatnot so i did like that because yeah. at first i thought they were going to like put them in a ranch in the middle of of no of course i was just in florida this past week and uh, i was Woo-hoo! on a ranch and literally it was it was a ranch and if you went to a certain side you could like see across and you could see a road and some mm. some you know it was <laughs> you could see the city life right outside of this ranch it was kind of yeah. a weird cross section <laughs> we so, offer you know, it just all something yeah, yeah. Uh, a couple of my other really favorite Riley moments were uh, my daddy is trying to teach us from beyond the grave, mm-hmm. the repeated thing of that, and and the whole, like, Pappy Joe saying he's good people and she saying, no, he's not, I thought was really funny. Um, and also Lucas's line of, please don't tell my sister, I thought was really yes. funny. <laughs> oh, he looks so upset, too. He was so worried. Oh, man, good stuff. We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a few other funny moments or should I move on? Um, I like when Farkle said Texas lady yeah. to Vanessa. We haven't heard old Farkle in a yeah. while. And I, you know, it was a small moment, but it yeah. it was a nice callback. Yeah. Anything else, Jeremy, or should I move on? I think that's it for me. Cool. Um, I just want to throw, this is a small thing, but I really, really liked the moment between Farkle and Maya at the, where, where are they? Kind of where he put his arm around her. Well, yeah. was, even before the putting the arm, in fact, the fact that he like noticed something was wrong and he like interrupted him asking the question it just felt so natural to me. It just felt like real friends living life. And like... Yeah, it was, it was a nice change from season one, Farkle, who would have yeah. been like, oh, she's vulnerable. This yeah. is my time. Yeah. yeah. It was just... That, that, was, it... that, that was season one, Farkle. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't see that as a shipping moment at all. It was just really, really no, well God, done. the internet's yeah. going to make it one. <laughs> really, really well done friendship moment that I love. You loved. mean Markle? Is it <laughs> I think it is Markle, yeah. yeah. So they're, they're, uh, it's really sweet, it and it one. shows how well he knows both girls. I think, you yeah. know, he's so loyal. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about the song at all? What do you guys think of that? I'll talk about it. <laughs> I love, I love country music, obviously. So I'm glad that we converted you, Dan. Um, and I thought it was Maddie and Tay were great, and they're actually a very popular music group right now, and have a had a bunch Are of they? really popular I've singles. Never heard of them. <laughs> Oh my god, you've never, never heard Girl in a Country Song? I won't Is that it. who sings that? Yes, okay, that's I, who sings I, Girl in a Country Song, and they also sing Fly. Um, okay, well, actually, then, yes, I have, but I, for some reason, had <laughs> well, never heard them by name. None of these yeah. words mean anything to me. <laughs> okay, well, they, I thought they did a really good job. I thought it was sweet, and you can tell that the directors, you know, took in some of the lyrics mm. when they were looking at the awkward stare down between... Yeah. Lucas, I, Riley, um, Maya. I want to say because especially, I mean, people might remember from semi-formal how anti I was against something like Geronimo happening, and I really think it worked in this episode, the music, because the pa- because the pacing was so good, and it felt like so much was jam-packed into these 22 minutes, that it wasn't like I felt like the music was taking up time that was needed for something else. It was just a nice you know, middle of the episode thing. And honestly, to me, it was very relatable. I remember a lot of times when I was younger, like walking music with someone, standing next to someone that I had a crush on or whatever, and, and like connecting the two things together. And uh, I really liked that moment. Country music has a way with that. I mean, just like I was at a wedding and they played the, they played Neon Moon and that's a really popular country song. And mm. right before that, I was like, man, it, it's going to be really funny when they play Neon Moon here at this wedding. And then like 
the next song was Neon Moon. So music has a funny way with that. But yeah. I agree because like I enjoyed I've enjoyed the Texas episodes, but I hated semi formal. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe the reason that I have a more positive outlook towards what they did in this episode is just because I enjoyed the episode better. It was better done. It wasn't mm. semi formal was trying to set some of this stuff up and they it yeah. it was bungled. I'm sorry, but it was, yeah. you know, and, and mm. now at least it's coming to a better fruition than I could have anticipated. And I think that it really is showing how nice it is to have a three-part episode, actually, which I'm surprised how much I'm enjoying that, that part of what made Semi-Formal not work is how rushed everything was. They were trying to do too much in one episode, and so I felt like a lot of things... I love (laughs) Semi-Formal. I mean, I I can understand liking things about Semi-Formal, but I just felt like there was a lot of things that I wanted dealt with with more time and that there were then there was time taken up by geronimo and i that didn't work for me and i mean i don't hate will friedel he just happened to write an episode i didn't like but it's not any kind of hate towards him it just he happened to have his name on the script and i happened to not like the episode yeah Yeah. i'm also speaking of music i really like the the square dancing part oh yeah um and i like riley it's so weird to see her kind of in the myra maya role Mm. of huckleberry dancing um and it was really great to see them really natural together you know you did kind of notice the dancers around them were tad more professionally (laughs) trained but that's how square dancing is in a lot of places they take it very seriously and Mm. you know every step so it wasn't out it of the right. I, did, I didn't even notice it honestly. I was so like in the moment <laughs> that it didn't even. Yeah, yeah I, I watched I, it twice, just like the last little bit, and yeah. uh, I didn't even notice how yeah. the other dancers were. I was so locked on those three that yeah. it was. Well, and, and, you know, a little Rukas moment, you know, when she asked him and he's like, oh, this is in the rules now. He totally jumped up and jogged over to the dance floor. He was so excited. Well, okay. So getting into more of the ship stuff, I do want to say, like, (laughs) I 100% think that these two episodes particularly have made it seem like Lucas likes Riley way more than he likes, likes Maya. Uh, I'll, I'll completely admit to that, that at, at minimum, Lucas seems more focused on Riley. I, I mean, and I guess you could maybe say that maybe that has to do with he completely didn't think Maya was an option, and now that he does, maybe things could change, but I, I, I definitely think that it seems like it's leaning in that direction. Um, he's, he was so upset about, about her wanting to be, you know, the whole brother thing. It really worked for me. I I think it's, it's really good that like, he's basically like this pretty boy who has two great girls liking him. And yet I still feel bad for him (laughs) because, yes, exactly. (laughs) Because I mean, you know, I, I can see some kind of chemistry with either one. And that's why I truly don't, I don't have a real ship. I always, Mm. I always say like. I, there, there are things I like about Rukus. There are things I like about Leia. Yeah. But it has to be well done. And yeah. right now, I think whatever is going on is being well done because yeah. none of us are. I, I don't think any of us are a hundred percent certain what part three is going to bring. No. I really thought Lucas and Maya were going to kiss. I mean, I was just kind of yeah. like, you know, I, I even said like, kiss, kiss her, you fool. You know, <laughs> was, uh, but there was the oh. Almost, but we yeah. remembered we're on a Disney show and we're like 14 are supposed to be, so yes. we're better not. Or we remembered that that's not where his heart is. <laughs> do you think that was why or do you think it was, oh boy, we're on a Disney show. This is, we both, better, this is season say, two. I will say that from my perspective, both thoughts occurred to me. I, yeah. I think I have a theory. Yeah. So um, 
I tried to be ship neutral, but I don't think that really <laughs> is working out for me. Um, so obviously, I, I love Riley and Lucas together. And I hate the idea of a triangle because one of the things I liked best about Boy Meets World was that that wasn't an issue. But I think what the scene in front of the campfire to me was really symbolic because Lucas and Maya, their thing is fire, just like the class said at your book. Yeah. So the fact that this was all happening around a campfire was very, you know, their moment. Um, and, and, and I will point out that Riley and Lucas had a water battle earlier in the... Right. Yes, that's very true. It's summer <laughs> rain. Um, and I think that the scene that they're talking about where she's joking with him and then she goes, ha her and then he stops her. Mm. That's a very common, um, I guess, headcanon is what they call it in the fandom yeah. for Lucas and Maya. And then he kisses her. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people sort of imagine that as being their first kiss. You know, yeah. he grabs her to stop her from saying ha her and then they kiss and fall in love and whatever. Um, Wait, do y'all think... Do y'all think that his moment was his moment, though? <laughs> okay, well, that his moment with Riley hasn't happened yet. So I'm just saying, to me, this was the writers sort of giving the Lukaya fans that moment that so many people, I mean, people even wrote in that suggestion to the Q&A yeah. um, saying, could this happen? And yeah. um, of course, they gave I, some I, ambiguous I will, yeah, answer. I will say but. before all this, I do remember season one, Caitlin actually came up with that idea like before it heard heard it from anywhere else that yeah so like it, it, even without all the fandom craziness that that, that idea has definitely been percolating yeah so uh, so to me it was lucas i mean it, it was sort of you know i can see it being the instinct to do that but something was holding him back mm -hmm. for whatever reason and i don't think it was disney because riley had brothers owned him at that point <laughs> so i mean doing an, an age-appropriate peck would have been completely within the realm of possibility. Yeah. Um, but I think you it think was he something... can crawl out of that because uh, from experience, I've been both friend zoned and brother zoned, and and there's at least a slight more of a chance of being of crawling out of the of the friend zone, but the, the brother bro zone well, is pretty firmly okay. entrenched. But I don't think the brother zone. I don't think she actually sees yeah. him as a brother though. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, that's the, thing. the brother zone is just a little. She didn't yeah. seem that upset though. You know, I expected mm. to see little hints of. Of you know things that that anybody that's our age you know would would get you know honestly maybe the, what but... the, what what I take away from it is that he legitimately does care about Maya more than Lucas and so he's not that upset because he's okay sacrificing this for Maya and that doesn't mean yeah. that he doesn't like Lucas but I think that he has made her decision and feels comfortable with it well, I, and I, but, believe but I think her that yeah. I believe her that she that what she says something about uh it's you and me together it was it was all the lines from that song seamless that they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. It was. A, I don't know if y'all picked up on yeah, that. But. Yeah. No, and I think I don't think it's all Maya either. I think that mm. a part of Riley really is scared yeah, because yeah. of what Jack and Eric had told her at the semi-formal that yeah. if you love somebody like a boyfriend, you're more likely to lose them than yeah. if you love them as a brother. And she kept saying that to him while they were dancing. Yeah. I want you around always. Yeah, and I, I don't want to date and then not like each other yeah. anymore. So even if Maya wasn't an issue, I still mm. don't feel like Riley's yeah. ready for yeah. that. I, I agree. And I've 100% been there with someone that like was like, I'd rather stay friends because I'm worried about what that does. And I have crawled out of that. So... <laughs> Right, so I think Lucas has the ability to do that. Dan, Dan is my hero. <laughs> I mean, because that's the thing is, there's a difference between like legit friend zone. I have no feelings and friend zone out of fear. 
Because yeah. I think that, honestly, that's what, a fear of upsetting Maya, a fear of, of that her losing Lucas. I think, I don't think it's legitimate, like, I just see you as a friend type of thing. But... Well, it's a very mature attitude for an eighth grader to have that mm. I don't want to date and then break up and not talk to each other. I want you around always. That's not mm. necessarily something that a lot of people would think. But I think Riley's just very scared right now and yeah. wants to keep her friends around. And that, that's why it, that's what makes it work for me, because you're right that it, it does seem almost a little too mature, but the fact that it's coming from a place of fear, I think, makes it feel more down to earth. Well, and Riley really is a mixture of her parents, because mm-hmm. didn't, I mean, obviously, it's a little different because they're skewing a little bit younger with their, their ages yeah. in this show. But still, Topanga said something like that to Corey, I, yeah. I, I think around this point of Boy Meets World, where and, it was like season two or so. And they, yeah. she said, well, what, I, I'm sure you all remember, but it was something that reminded me very much of Topanga, because even though Riley has her moments mm. of uh, immaturity in, in other areas, she seems very emotionally aware and mature. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember the exact Topanga thing. It does in some ways remind me as a very different version of the whole divorce storyline where she's like, oh, my parents didn't work out. I'm worried about us not working out sort of thing. Right, um, right, exactly. But I do think there was also some stuff when, she, when they were a little bit younger. Um, I was worried yeah. that, that Girl Meets World hadn't earned this storyline yet, but I, I, I don't believe that anymore. I think yeah. what happened is that Boy Meets World skipped several grades and things and yeah. kind of left that it's it's not as much in a state of limbo in girl meets world yeah. we know very much what grade they're in and stuff yeah. whereas boy meets world was like half this half that so there was a little more room to play around yeah. but girl I, meets world is doing very well with it yeah i think the moment y'all are referencing is the date when the first date when Corey says i love you and she's not ready for that mm, yet yeah. and then they have the jean jacket moment um so i i don't know i think yeah. I think that there's a lot of things that are holding Riley back. I think it makes sense that Lucas is confused. You know, I think he's older and he hasn't really, I mean, he's been really consistent to me in his behavior towards Riley. Um, I don't necessarily think he's ever put out there that he doesn't like her. You know, I think the girls have been more inconsistent in how they've treated him. Yeah. I, um, I do. And maybe this is a conversation for a different time, but I am so still sort of I have a trouble grasping on to Lucas just because it feels the connection, the, the sort of the contrast between how confident he can be when he's like badass dark Lucas and then contrasting that with like his super geeky, you know, flustered Lucas. It's it's sometimes it's hard for me to believe both as as one person uh, because I just feel like the guy who who did that scene in Secret of Life is not the bumbling. I'm afraid of a sheep guy. And like, and so the traumatic event. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's so stuff like that does have a little thing. I do want to also say that I think it's interesting. So Riley is worried about dating Lucas and having it fall apart, but she's okay at pushing Maya towards Lucas. Is this potentially because she knows it won't work out, and then it it can all be okay? <laughs> like I don't. I, I don't think true. she's trying to subconsciously sabotage them. Mm. <laughs> That's what you're like. I think it's she wants Maya. She wants Maya to know that she supports her and that yeah. it's okay to be honest. She knows Maya's been keeping the secret, yeah. and she doesn't want their relationship to be like that. And she'll support her. And she knows yeah. Maya stepped back for her, so now she's doing that for Maya because they'll always be there for each other. I don't yeah. think it's right. What do you think we're supposed to take together. from the sheep and the bull metaphor? I mean, <laughs> Luke, Lucas fell off both of them. If we're going. <laughs> there he did fall off both of them 
That's a so, good point. <laughs> I, you know, I, I was really thinking about that because at first I thought, okay, well, obviously Riley's the sheep and Maya's yeah. the bull, right? You know, yeah. Maya's the, the wrist. Or are whereas, they? You know, <laughs> but, but then I realized, well, he falls off both of them. He just happens to Last stay longer. on. The, I'm trying not to make yeah. this sound worse than it yeah. is. <laughs> yeah. Be careful there, bud. Yes. Oh Kid show. Yes. <laughs> I, I realized as I was saying that that, that people yeah, might take that to a yeah. whole different place. Oh, boys. <laughs> You're out of the gutters. No, I thought I, I really like that ending scene when he's kind of faced with the two possibilities. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I never really thought he was talking to the girls. Nah, that was either. a big reveal, and he nah, wasn't. No, but I, no, love but I think that was his... something that, that 13, 14-year-olds might really think he was. And then, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, I worked for me. It wasn't like my favorite joke, but it was certainly fine, and it's an interesting metaphor, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to say a few more things about the uh, the Lucas Maya interactions. As far as I mean, I especially liked him saying, "So you like me," and her just immediately no, and then her continuing to make fun of him as this very clear defense mechanism. And good lingo, Dan. <laughs> Thank you. Psycho uh, battle. I also I was very happy because there were a few different points here where it felt like they were legitimately were going to go on a, a just completely discount that she had any feelings. Like, when she's rambling about the brother stuff, I'm like, are they just going to really say that that's her only secret and that's what she's upset about? And, like, then he says, so she, you know, so you don't make fun of me because you like me? I really thought they were potentially actually going to say, no, he doesn't. Um, yeah, and... I was scared of that. But he too. never said he did. Like, well, no, no, I, I mean, I didn't mean he. I meant she. She doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. I th- I thought the same thing, and I was like, well, that kind of would make po- part three sort of ridiculous, <laughs> yeah. you know. But then, luckily, it, it avoided that yeah. scenario. Well, and I think it's interesting that, you know, after Riley says, Maya likes you, you know, he, he really doesn't even move on to that before being like, what are we? And, yeah, you know, yeah. attacking this whole brother thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also tell he really sincerely cares about Maya. You know, yeah. he never says, I like you back or anything like that, but he really cares about her. And that's got to be a really weird, awkward position for a guy to be in. Yeah. So I guess well, as we come away from this episode, I really like this episode on a standalone basis. But I don't have any idea of how I would possibly want this handled that would make me, like, happy or okay with it. Because I feel like n- no resolution feels completely satisfying that I can think of. So I'm, I'm hoping they completely surprise me again and <laughs> do something that works. But what, what are you guys hoping from part three? Well, I've had kind of a, a list of theory a theory i guess i put together around your book of how the rest of the season is going to play out and everything Mm. has happened exactly the way i thought it would so far Mm. so i'm going to be very disappointed if all of a sudden this you know really complex theory i put together is you know dismissed for me i don't think that texas is going to end in a relationship with either girl i don't think that you know, Maya's ready. I think she's still confused about how she feels. I don't think Riley's ready. I think that we don't even know how Lucas feels. You know, nobody ever asked him. I think both girls think he would prefer the other one. Mm. So I don't think that, I don't see there being this huge, you know, couple moving forward and they'll sort of sort that out and figure it out by graduation. Yeah. Can I just quickly throw in that? I definitely think we're going to get a graduation parallel where we get a couple at the end of graduation to the high school graduation from Boy Meets World. Oh, I think some, some, something yeah. like that's going to happen. So I think that is when we're going to get an actual couple. But I feel like they can't let that moment escape without without yeah. that. Yeah. 
But sorry, Nan, I cut you off in the middle. No, of you did it. I mean, I kind of said everything I <laughs> yeah. wanted to say that I just don't see, I see them sort of ending in friendship. I would like there to be some resolution to the triangle just because I don't like the triangle. I feel like they're so cliche now and it's, it's rare to see a show that doesn't have one. Um, well, I think that this is a fresh triangle for me in my, like personally, I, I think it's a fresh take. But. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a fresh take, too. I just I, I prefer I really liked how Boy Meets World showed that relationship conflicts can exist internally. There yeah. doesn't have to be this external factor. You know, the yeah. conflict can be miscommunication and insecurity and body image issues. And yeah. I think that that, you know, is almost really relatable and not really seen today on television. Yeah. But I think I think we'll still get all of that once the dust settles and we actually get a relationship. I just but, want the dust to settle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy. Yeah, I um, I, I kind of agree with Nan there. I don't think it's going to end with him being with either of them just because – really, actually, this is because I, I have kind of heard the synopsis of some of these other episodes and it doesn't – but it doesn't seem like they're really going to attack this kind again, of storyline again for a yeah. while at least. And that's a little bit concerning because no matter what happens in part three – a lot has happened yeah. already, and I feel like, I mean, I'm trying to think offhand. I can only remember a few synopsis from upcoming yeah. episodes, but it just doesn't sound like they're going to spend enough time yeah. on the stuff that did happen. And part three, here's the thing, though. We have that preview where it says um, oh, we have to tell Riley or something like there's something that something that happened. I don't know if something happened between me and that. Lucas. <laughs> I, th- I honestly think they're just talking about the almost kiss thing. And and I mean, do they do they really have to? Because yeah, really I mean, right, <laughs> Riley, if she's smart enough to realize that that well, even though it took whatever, almost <laughs> almost two whole seasons, yeah. if she's smart enough now to realize that Maya uh, is interested in Lucas, it seems like she'd be smart enough to realize that if she left, that they possibly yeah. kissed. And I, don't I, know, she, she purposely I get that they're trying to build up drama, from, but yeah. it just kind of, yeah. it, I feel well, like it has to be something else that happens maybe even in part three that yeah. we haven't seen yet. I don't know. I just, I, I feel like it's probably the almost kiss because looking at, I mean, I don't want to speculate too much about the specific classroom lesson, but it's the Hoover Dam. And I see that, you know, Lucas says, Oh boy. I mean, he's not like, Oh boy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's, this is in front of Corey, like yeah. Riley's father. I can't see them being like making yeah. this huge revelation in yeah. front of Riley's dad and the entire class. So. I, I think they already we... have though. Haven't they? Mm-hmm. Haven't they already done something like that where they were just kind of airing out there? Yeah. That's the thing. I'm actually really, I'm sad that we're going back to the classroom and that we're going back to New York. I'm going to really miss having scenes at a campfire and like, because having these... just go visit Texas, Dan. (laughs) Go visit Jeremy. Yeah, you really should, man. (laughs) Having these scenes that are important character moments in the classroom in front of all these extras just sort of gawking at them sounds terrible in comparison to what we just saw. But I I do want to say that what I'm sort of hoping for might not be a popular thing to say, but I'm kind of hoping for something similar to what was going on during the Lauren arc as far as the friendship is fractured and confused and nobody knows how to really handle things anymore. And that I would be happy with that for a few episodes and then how it resolves around the finale uh, and that things are just awkward. But, but the fact that we got it, that we have all these episodes that were filmed earlier, we probably won't get that, but... Um, and we even have that episode coming up, uh, Girl Meets the the New Year, that I don't know yeah. anything about except it's uh, 
probably going to be when I don't know if Disney still does this, but does anyone remember when they used to do like here's a like December thirty first to January first? Mm. Here's like a marathon of all yeah. your favorite shows, and then at the like at the end they'd have this one show to bring in the new year with. Mm. It's kind of what that reminds me of, and the only reason I mention that is because that to me almost seems like a throwaway. Like there's no reason to. Of course, you know what what happens, you know, when the when the the clock strikes midnight. Yeah. And so there's there uh, is always that possibility that that yeah. might not be the throwaway that I anticipate yeah. now. I'm going to avoid revealing spoilers because mm. I know Dan doesn't like them. So I'm keeping my mouth shut yeah. on what I know oh. about future episodes. Yeah. Oh, Nan is going to have to tell me later because I yep. will still watch. DM me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. No spoilers. I know. I mean, it takes away the speculation. But, um, yeah, all right, so I guess the one, last thing I just want to throw in before we sort of end out, or if you have anything else yourselves, is I, I kind of stopped and realized, oh, we went to Texas for two episodes and got absolutely nothing more about Lucas's backstory, and that's kind of a bummer. Um, that we I still, agree. I still don't really understand what went down, I still don't really understand Zay, like, and like, because especially, like, wouldn't you think Pop, Pappy Joe would be like... His his feelings about Lucas being kicked out of school for fighting and then having to move like like wouldn't some of that come up? <laughs> like, I agree. I thought that was a really big. I mean, and I love Secret of Life. It's one of my yeah. favorites, and I like you know making Lucas this more complex character. And I loved that part in Riley Town, you know, showing that yeah. side of him. And I was really hoping that that would lead into Texas, you know, because I knew that Riley Town would have that moment, and then I knew Texas was coming, and so I hoped yeah. that they would flesh that out more but they didn't i really think that that the the writers are listening to some of the 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 podcast because i really (laughs) think that a lot of season one was dealing with well who is lucas and why do we care about him you know Mm -hmm. and then they tried something but they're not really (laughs) doing a great job of sticking with it yeah and something like that if you're really going to make that you know that's canon that's his character that's what's up you've you cannot just drop it. You can't be like, oh, we know you you have parents because you've talked to them, but they're not here. <laughs> <laughs> they're yeah. gone. Yeah, not even a mention of his parents. Yeah. You know, did, did did Pappy Joe raise him? I mean, I was raised by grandparents, but no. I don't. No, I don't. I don't. I, I don't think you're supposed. I don't think you're supposed to think that. What they? That's what. Like the two things that I really would have liked is a a reference to Farkle's Rick. That's how we got to Texas. And be something about like, oh, your pa- tell say say hi to your parents when you get home, or like something like that. Um, oh yeah, that's another that's another good point. I don't even know how they got there. Yeah. <laughs> they took a train. Didn't you see the cartoon image of the train yeah, that wobbling little, that, down? The... It seems like there could have been a better way of doing that. But I did like the joke. Of, I thought it was uh, adorable. Oh, I loved where Rowan Rowan was like previously on Girl yeah. Meets World, and then uh, uh, I guess I don't think they're supposed to be Riley and Maya. I think it was Rowan and Sabrina, and Sabrina's all. <laughs> I love how you used your fancy voice. I loved that, but I, other than that, it's kind of weird because it it's almost like we know y'all are going to have some very logical questions, and yeah. why do we want logical questions answered? Yeah, I mean, this I am interested to see how Keith and Caitlin react to these episodes because for me, there are a lot of plot holes that I just let go of because of just generally how good things were. But knowing Keith and Caitlin, that might not be the case. Oh, uh, I don't think Keith will. I just I've yeah. listened to enough podcasts. <laughs> I would have loved to see, you know, how Vanessa, I would have loved to see one of Lucas's peers mm-hmm. bring up the, that he moved to, to New York and was yeah. suspended and stuff. That would have, I mean, and it would have fit because yeah. they were interacting anyway. But I agree. I think that there were things that could have been 
dealt with better. Yeah. But I yeah, Lucas it. just smiled and was like, yeah, that's Vanessa, you know, yeah. and that was it. Almost <laughs> yeah. like they have a complicated, you would think they'd have a complicated history of so, Zay was pining after this yeah. girl for however long. And... Actually, I want to throw in, so is all the stuff that people were saying online about Vanessa being connected with Lucas completely BS? There's never been any established connection between Vanessa and Lucas. What happened was... <laughs> The fact that there was going to be this beautiful young actress playing a character named Vanessa in Texas and the whole show's about Lucas, people thought she (laughs) must be Lucas's ex-girlfriend. So they developed that aspect of Vanessa's character, but she had never been mentioned prior to Rara. Do or not that trust... Lucas has had a girlfriend. <laughs> Do not trust anything you read online is the moral of that story. Unless it's gmwpodcast.com <laughs> guest blog. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, I love the, the Girl Meets World fan base and I love the community. But if you go down the Twitter rabbit hole too much, yeah. um, I, I get frustrated. <laughs> when you start to believe it, you know, I think yeah. somebody because we Lucas had a conversation with his dad on the phone, but mom was mentioned in um, when he and my crazy, crazy. hat. Yes. Thank you. Crazy hat. Um, you know, people had in their minds that his parents are separated and the writers had even said the writers together, said, you know, listen to that conversation. Well, they yeah. said, listen to that phone call, but I didn't get anything out of that phone call. Yeah. That explicitly meant, you know, do you remember that? They said, listen, yeah. listen intently to this phone call. But what he called him, sir. OK, the military <laughs> family that, 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 that was Texas. super deep. I'm so I'm so happy that they <laughs> but teased that three months like... in advance. Because, <laughs> but they know. but they believe like the fan invented story of mom lives in New York. Dad lives in Texas, even though they've said Lucas's dad got transferred to New yeah. York. And the writers have said his parents are together. You know, it's you start it's hearing all these for things the big and you believe reveal. it is canon. It's all for the big reveal that Rachel and Jack are his parents. That's what it's all about. Um, Jack doesn't talk to Rachel anymore. It's that's a secret. It's all that's how that's how Riley's gonna figure out that that she can date Lucas because it can work. Uh-huh. That's true. That's true. I think I so think Lucas... Jack Jack could literally say he doesn't talk to Rachel because it fit that narrative. But you know he saw Jack at the dance. It fit the narrative, man. They did match. It's their all... outfits their outfits at the dance did match. That's one of the conspiracy theories. Confirmed. Well, no, he and Wills actually did. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Jack uh, is Wills' dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to end this out, I think. Who shot you? Confirmed. <laughs> Confirmed. All right. So if you want to be part of the podcast during our big um, mail time extravaganza 17-hour podcast that we do eventually, um, I think the best thing to do is probably to send us some, an email at gmwpodcast at gmail.com because if we get tweets and like co- try to come back like weeks later, it's all going to be a mess if we have so many notifications. Um, and so a voice message is under three minutes would be appreciated. Uh, and also, it would probably be best if you sent things once all three parts have happened so that we're not getting like in between speculation that we're going to come back to. Um, But if you want to talk about all three episodes, go ahead. And um, if you want to check us out on on iTunes, review us on there. It'd be a lot of help. You can also listen to us on Stitcher. If you're an Android user, check out gmwpodcast.com and see Nan's amazing blogs. And um, so do you guys want to give your Twitter handles or anything like that? I do. Okay. Uh, you could follow me at Jeremy Pape 93. I um, mostly tweet Girl Meets World stuff. Occasionally there will be some social justice stuff in there. So uh, I don't blame you if you can't handle that. <laughs> but uh, it's mostly Girl Meets World is what I use yeah. it for. That's mostly all I check too. So. Yeah. Um, Girl Meets World was the reason I joined Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and I did experience Boy Meets World in real time, but I'm not as old as that makes me sound. Um, so yeah, I'm Nan from Florida now. Mm-hmm. So at Nan from Florida. Cool. It's about time that she acknowledged her from my, Florida. My, <laughs> my, I love that. My elite from Florida family. We all talked about. That was so good. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, dream. Try. Do good. Class dismissed. Class dismissed. <laughs>